Hi out there. I'm Pat Paul, and I'd like to welcome you to my show, Artbeat Northwest. Every week we interview someone from the visual arts or the performing arts from our Pacific Northwest area. And this week, Lauren Lukens of Brace Point Pottery is here. Now, Lauren wheel throws, casts, and hand builds his unique line of functional wear for the table, plus science-inspired wall platters. And he has been doing this since the early 1970s, and I found that I had one of his wonderful functional bowls in my collection. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Lauren. Oh, thank you, Pat. It's great to be here. Appreciate it. Oh, it's great to finally find that I get to know the potter that did my wonderful bowl. But before we get started with the interview, let's talk about some performing arts here being uh, created locally. And, of course, one of the big creators of local musicals is the Fifth Avenue Theater. And I just went to see Austin's Pride at the Fifth Avenue last week. Fabulous show. The Fifth Avenue is acclaimed for developing new musicals, and nine of them have had runs on Broadway. And they're actually introducing three new musicals this year, which they've never done before, not that many. You know, of course, Austin's Pride is about Jane Austen and about her angst uh, from her life. And her angst is revealed as the plot, plot evolves with her as part of it and she even talks to some of the characters and this is so well produced I really enjoyed seeing it innovative plot and stage settings wonderful characters costuming singing and dancing just a very professional well done enjoyable show I gave a standing ovation I don't know if the people behind (laughs) me did but I was up and really appreciative and it's on until October 27th, so the tickets are still available. You can get them online, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Now let's talk about the other things they're coming up with, because coming up November 26th to December 29th, of course, the holiday season is a new musical staging from the movie Mrs. Doubtfire. Now, this should be a fun, a hilarious comedy for everyone uh, all of the family to enjoy during the holiday season. And I, I understand that it really has a great score and a lot of comedy going on. Now, the third musical is called Bliss. And it is, let's see, it's going to be on January 23rd to February 23rd. And it is an original musical fantasy that flips that traditional Cinderella fantasy upside down. You know, the Cinderella fantasy is in half the movies, I think, that are meant for women. But this one flips it upside down, and it's very funny. And again, it's it's a family uh, play, so bring the whole family. Be the first to see the premiere. These are premieres. The premiere of all of these original musicals, I know... At least some of them are going to be on Broadway in the future. Mark my words. Tickets at thefifthavenue.org. Be there. We'll be back shortly talking with Lauren Lukens of Brace Point Pottery. Stay tuned to Artbeat Northwest. 
Support for Artbeat Northwest with Pat Polly comes from Pratt Fine Arts Center, offering year-round classes for youth, teens, and adults. Located in the central area, Pratt is the only facility in the Northwest where absolute beginners and established professional artists work side-by-side, creating art in glass, metal, stone, and wood sculpture, jewelry and metal smithing, painting, drawing, printmaking, and mixed media. Learn more and register for classes at Pratt.org. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest. Lauren Lukens is here to talk about his sculptural pottery, his studio, and his gallery in West Seattle, along with what's going on there. And But let's talk about your uh, ceramic art, pottery, clay art. I don't know what the preferable term is. But I like to call myself a potter, Pat. It's, it's something I've been proud to be for 40-some years now. That's how I came into it. it the, the function of it uh, drew me to it. I went to art school, but there was something about the function, the, um, the form and function of pottery that satisfied a lot of the, the needs I had in creation. You're making something for people to use, and um, that satisfies me. So how would you describe uh, your uh, pieces that you make? Well, I, I make a, a wide range of pieces that can be used in uh, in the home, uh, whether it be dinnerware all the way to pieces that are intended to be uh, aesthetically functional uh, on the wall. It's also a function, I, I see. Uh, a variety of forms, and I have a painter's uh, approach to finishing the work. And that I'm a more-is-more more kind of guy. I have to hold my hands to keep myself to do something simple. So that's perhaps a, a good example of, of uh, my take on pottery. And Lauren's works are really, each one is an individual work of art and it's very contemporary looking, and uh, but uh, very beautifully made and uh, really a palette uh, for your art too. Well, it's a a palette of colors I use. I have a certain art marks that that I employ in uh, in creating the the design, and uh, be it by uh, putting these art marks on a piece in a variety of ways, you get a, a big variety of uh, form uh, explanations. In, uh, but perhaps uh, they have a consistency from one to the next at the same time. They're each unique, but they look like they work together. So how's your art evolved over time? How's it changing? I see some new things coming out, some new colors. Always trying to do something new. It's a funny thing. People say, I want to see the the latest thing you have. What, what are you doing that's just brand new that looks just like what you did before? So that's a real problem. I try to do something new, and people drag you back into what you've done before. I like some of your new coffee cups, those new colors that you have. But your your original work that I have, mm-hmm. I see you're doing some that's kind of similar to that still. Mm-hmm. It, it evolves. It it's moves. very appealing. Thank you very much. I, I try to, to keep the color contemporary, uh, not try to dwell in the past of what colors were, but not pay too much attention to what's popular today. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't want to be 
uh, go down that road of trying to match color with what today's linens are, for example. That never works anyway because They're it'll all, be out of gone. date in yeah. two years. It's, you know, two minutes. You never know. <laughs> yeah, so that's a much better approach. Plus, mm-hmm. it's more is more you. You're not being guided by these uh, arbitrary choices of color that someone says are in this year. <laughs> that's true, but I do have to pay attention to what people want. Yes. So, what kinds of pieces? Why don't you give examples of? I know I love your cups. I have your bowl. You do a lot of other kinds of things, too. I do serving pieces that are uh, large and a little bit flamboyant with handles and feet and things like that, things that would be a centerpiece for a table or uh, not just uh, something for the dinnerware table, but also for the centerpiece. And I know you do teapots. Teapots are a favorite. And they're beautiful. And vases. Teapots are the the potter's masterpiece, no matter who it is, it, because it's a combination of form, uh, forms that um, really tell the story of how good a potter is at putting something together. So what's kept you in this pottery business for so long? They see from the 70s to today, 30, almost 50 years. I'm getting close to 50 years. Um, <laughs> The thing that keeps me coming back is I never, no, there's no chance that I could ever learn it all. I'm, I'm trying to, I found my spot to dig my, my well, and I'm still digging. There, and there's, there's no end to this, this uh, learning journey. So you keep learning oh, all, all the these time. different things. I imagine by doing a lot of it's by doing, but some by talking to other artists. Oh, we have a, a colleagues are a wonderful source, and we borrow from each other all the time. And so you have a potter's group in this area that gets together. We have. Uh, Washington Clay Arts Association has been in existence for 40-some years. Since we moved here in the uh, late 70s, uh, I was part of establishing the Washington Potter's Association, which changed its name to Washington Clay Arts Association some years ago in order to include everyone who doesn't want to be a potter, perhaps, or to, but to be a ceramic artist. We're all ceramic artists. I see. Now, what do you think about the new Potterbot and the people that are using it uh, I to don't, create pottery? Potterbot. It's... Uh, oh, I may not want to know about this. <laughs> well, what they do is they use... Um, a machine to build the pot oh. with clay slip. Oh, oh, uh, printing, uh, 3D printing of 3D clay. Oh, this is fast, fascinating with, concept. I've seen some clay. of it done. Yeah, and uh, 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 see, uh, CAD design of clay is a, a wonderful thing. I mean, that's perfect for slip casting. You can make a mold from something you've designed on a computer by creating... It doesn't have to be made out of clay. It could be made out of uh, plastic or however, whatever the, the 3D printing technique is. I've never done it myself, seen it done, and it fascinates me. I think it would be wonderful to play with if I had another lifetime to go. If you had another lifetime. <laughs> so when did you start with Brace Point Pottery? You haven't always had your own plays, right? Um, I, I've had three studios in Seattle. Um, the Brace Point Pottery, we moved in there in 97, so that's 22 years. We've been out in time. beautiful downtown Arbor Heights. Now, that's in West Seattle. Yes, right? yes. It's a little corner of West Seattle that 
West Seattle people don't even know about. It's beyond the ferry. It's on the top of the hill above the West uh, the Fauntleroy Ferry Dock. Okay. It's a it was a downtown neighborhood business district that time forgot, and that's what allowed us to buy the place in twenty twenty two years ago. The building right next to us was the original Thriftway. Oh, really? Yeah. So is that now? I was just over there, went on the foot ferry. Uh huh. And we went, of course, all the way, you know, walked all the way up the uh, shoreline there and up to the where the kind of town is and all the restaurants. And where are you close to that? Uh, the Fauntleroy business district is separate from where we are. We're, oh. we're beyond that. The, the trolley used to come almost to the top of the hill where our place is. We're just two blocks from the end of the line. Oh. There's the end of line restaurant, which is not at the end of the line, oh. as it turns out. Oh. Yeah. It's past the end of it's the line. Past, <laughs> we are pa- yeah, past the end of the line. So now you're talking about the history of pottery, mm-hmm. and it's one of those really ancient arts. Why is that so significant oh, to you? Well, I love the fact that uh, I, I grew up on a farm, and I had that... Uh, sense of being fundamental to human activity as, as a farmer. That's, there's nothing more fundamental than that, maybe hunting and gathering. But as far as pottery goes, uh, it's, I think, the third craft that uh, humans endeavored to, to learn. First was flint napping, second was basket weaving, and pottery was third. Everything else comes along. I think pottery has actually a, a natural outgrowth of basket weaving. If you look at the pre-Columbian or the ancient pots from all over the world, they have uh, a a basket weave design. My theory on this, if you want to hear it, is they made baskets. The seeds fell through the baskets. Ah. They smeared the inside of them with clay to keep them from falling through. Somebody set a basket too close to the fire, and lo and behold, the basket burned and the clay was left. Ah. Yeah. This is oh, not that's... my, just my idea. This is, uh, other people have this idea, too. Oh, okay. I thought you made that up, uh, and I thought well, that I was very creative. Isn't that good? <laughs> so what drew you to the Seattle area? You're a Kansas. Mm-hmm. You're a Kansas native. I am. Uh, we lived in Santa Fe for a number of years, and I uh, had a studios down there for a while. And uh, my wife is a musician, and she was involved in music there, but she needed to get to a bigger city. Uh, and we looked around and uh, looked at uh, L.A., San Francisco, Portland, and Seattle, and Seattle won. Seattle won. Oh, mm-hmm. well, that's that's good because it's great having you here. But it's already time for a break. We've been here talking with Lauren Lukens of Brace Point Pottery in West Seattle. Um, we'll be right back on RB Northwest. From new exhibitions to community events, Bellevue Arts Museum is always new, always different, and always exciting. Right now, check out Emerge Evolve 2018. Rising talents in kiln glass, showcasing an international array of artists whose cutting-edge work in kiln glass offers new perspectives on the medium. This competition at Bullseye Glass in Portland attracted over 280 entries from 29 countries, of which a group of 40 finalists were accepted. The 
exhibition at Bellevue Arts Museum features work by 10 award winners from the 2018 competition alongside new works from four previous Emerge artists, illustrating the evolution of their practice. The exhibition will be at BAM until July 12, 2020. Get tickets and learn more at BellevueArts.org. Ready to shake things up? Try Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest. Lauren Lukens is here to talk about his sculptural pottery studio and gallery in West Seattle. Now, before we get to your other events, um, let's talk about, you know, Lauren is a local potter, but he shows all over the U.S. And I counted about 20 different galleries, right, have wanted to show your work and of course there's gallery sales there um what are some of your favorite places that you i've had my been lucky enough to have my work in galleries across the country uh the dc area has been a big um sales area for me oh, really? for some reason whether it's democrats or republicans they, <laughs> they all seem to buy pottery <laughs> well that's a good thing it is a good you know, thing maybe they'll Get together over their love of pottery. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> and another thing that really interests me about your pottery is he fires all of his things in a in a very large gas kiln, which means it's reductive firing. And in reductive firing, you get these effects that you, well, I guess they're working on these effects with electrical kilns, but... Electric firing has improved a lot in terms of uh, the richness that's available, but uh, reduction firing uh, has a, a, a particular look, and it mostly it has to do with a chemical change that happens when iron, is a, iron and copper are affected by uh, a change in their chemistry, and you're taking oxygen away from the, the metals, and you have a very different look. And it's... Uh it's a look that everyone likes. It's, it's more, to me, reductive fired pieces. At this point, most, I'm just going to say this, most reductive fire pieces have a very a, a, attraction to me that regular pieces don't have. It's really different. I used to, I told, I was telling Lauren that I, I had a class and spent a lot of time outside with a gla- gas kiln mm-hmm. and realized that some of the pieces would go in not looking too good and come out looking pretty fabulous because of the reductive firing. The magic of the fire <laughs> will transform it into a thing of wondrous grace and beauty. And what did you say? There's the kiln gods? Oh, you always have to have a kiln god. You cannot <laughs> expect to have a good result unless you have built a kiln god. And, and every kiln has a kiln god, right? <laughs> I fire with pyrometric cones, which melt, and that's how I tell the temperature and I transform these little things into little kiln gods, so it's a twofer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, well, so uh, besides your potter art, you also have a lot of other things going on at Grace Point Pottery. And let's talk about some of those. Uh, coming up, uh, you have October 10th. Well, is that going to be on for a while, Leslie Jane and some of these other Leslie artists? Leslie Jane, we, we had an opening for Leslie Jane uh, at uh, Art Walk last week. 
Oh, okay. And that, and then upcoming is the our artist reception on October twentieth. That's a Sunday, six okay. to eight p.m. And Leslie will be there. We her, the gallery is full of her art right now, paintings and sculptures, uh, some gla- n- just neat glass cast glass sculptures that are st- absolutely stunning. Got to see them. Um, and so this artist does cast glass, and she, I know she does a lot of uh, contemporary. Uh, Two-dimensional work. Les- Leslie has been in Seattle and West Seattle particularly for many, many years. She grew up there and is known very well in the West Seattle for her public art. A lot of people know about Luna Girls, which are down near Salties. They're nine-foot-tall um, sculptures of flappers from the 20s, these girls that are have uh, posed. Along. They're fabulous things to see. And we have versions, small versions of those. For sale in the gallery this month. Ah. Mm-hmm. So you have this wonderful uh, West Seattle artist that's just basically taking over the gallery. He, she took time. over the gallery, and it just looks so good. And it seems like she's just multidimensional as far mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. as what she does. So we're all going to have to get over there. And can anybody come to the opening? Anybody can come to the opening. We have uh, musical guests that nice. Uh, Amber Rochelle Trio is playing, and it's going to be a, a party. And see, Lauren has all these connections because his wife is in the music world and he's in the uh, creative art world. And so I suppose that she can, she and you can work together for the music. And uh, Yes, her, her music studio, she's a pianist and conductor and chorus master at Seattle Opry for many years. And her studio is in my same space. We're all, we share a studio. Hers is in a soundproof room, much like we're sitting in right now. Ah. That's sep- separate from the pottery. Oh, yeah. so she's right there. She's and, right there. And she just got a new piano, so you're going to have to It's have... coming in tomorrow. Oh, wow. A, a new 1890s uh, German-made Steinway upright. So you're going to have to have music at, at all your art shows, That's right? what we're hoping. Now, you also have coming up, I think this is the next thing, but correct me if I'm wrong, your holiday studio sale. That's right. Uh, we do some cooperative uh, marketing, have for many years. There's a group called Seattle Sampling, and we've been uh, associated with each other for, oh, uh, 35 years or more. Um, and there are six stops across the city, and it, uh, ours is one of them, and I have five artists who will be showing with me for that month. In, in December starts uh, ooh, 5th, 6th, 7th, something like that. Maybe you know December it. December 6 to 8. 6 to 8. There you go. <laughs> 6 Thank to 8. You. Uh, just in time to get Christmas presents. That's the idea. So how do you select your artists to be in your shows? I mean. Well, <laughs> all of the, a lot of the shows I do in conjunction with, with Diane Venti, who had Alki Arts for many years down on Alki Point. And she had a couple of galleries downtown on First Avenue. Um, and. We have been doing this associated um, presentation of artwork for several years now. She knows, she has lots of connections with artists, capital A art, I'm talking about, painters Right, and such. very, very uh, accomplished artists. Oh, very accomplished. You know, I know the craft world well, and I, a lot of people, I have connections there. I can bring in three-dimensional pieces. She brings in the wall art, and she has a clientele for it. And we've had a great association in the last few years. Okay, so you can get sculpture and wall art and I suppose uh, some pottery besides. 
some pottery besides <laughs> we have jewelry and we have turned wood so oh, okay. we have quite a quite a turned wood jewelry mm-hmm. pottery wall art sculpture so whatever you need for christmas it's going to be there it's going to be there again december 6 to 8 at race point pottery so we're all going to have to be there um and then you have some other things coming up uh, next year. Uh, what events do you have scheduled for 2020? For 2020, we have January is going to be very busy. It turns out that's a good month to sell art. Who oh, knew? really? I know. Why is January a I, good month to sell you art? You tell me. <laughs> I think people turn back to buying things for themselves. After, oh, yes. I don't know. Okay. But uh, it's worked for us the last several years. I trust Diane for this. Okay. But we have a couple of wonderful painters coming in and a couple of musical events coming in January. You just, you can sign up at my website for the mailing list and I'll tell you all about it. Okay. So let's give your website. LaurenLukens.com, BracePointPottery.com, any, either of those work. Okay. LaurenLukens.com or BracePointPottery.com. And you can sign up and uh, get tickets to all of these events? No tickets. These are all free events. Oh, free events. Free events. Okay. Well, we'll all be there. But we are already running out of time. Thank you so much, Lauren. Oh, thanks, For coming in and talking about your favorite art, which is his beautiful sculptural pottery. And uh, let's give the website one more time. It's www.com. RacePointPottery.com. And do you have any final words for the listeners that you want to share about your art or your Race Point Pottery? Or I, I have a, a, a rhetorical mashup of cultural reference when I refer to my place. It's a potter's field of dreams. Either I'll die there poor or I'll build it and they will come. <laughs> okay. A potter's field of dreams. There you go. I'll die there poor or I'll build it and they will come. I think you've built it (laughs) and they've already come. (laughs) We got to check out this artful, contemporary, beautifully crafted ware that he has and his accomplished artist. I know you have a real eye for art and you work with people that do. And so these are really going to be wonderful works in all of your openings and shows. And... Be sure to listen in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. and again the following Monday at 8.30 a.m. We'll be on twice. Uh, Listen to Artbeat Northwest. I'm your host, Pat Polly, signing off on Alternative Talk 1150. Have a great creative week.